Today in Science from Wired. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. Meet the Earth's lawyers. Client Earth helps shape new laws and enforce old ones to protect the planet and its most vulnerable inhabitants. By Stephen Armstrong. In March 2017, a violent storm hit the Torres Strait Islands, a scattered archipelago off Australia's northern coast. On Masig Island, a low-lying coral key that's home to some 270 people, the wind ripped down trees and huge tidal surges flooded houses and an old cemetery. The next day, Yessie Mosby, a power station engineer, musician, and craftsman, was walking on the beach with his children when he found the skeletal remains of his grandmother— exhumed by the storm. Her bones were lying on the sand, just meters from the shore. The sacred burial ground was once a good distance from the water, but the sea had been creeping closer as erosion ate away the low-lying land. The storm washed away the site's last defenses. Mosby spent the day with his family gathering his ancestors' bones. I was holding her jaw, and my uncle was holding the top part of her head, and we were placing them in buckets, he says speaking over Zoom from his island home. I was like, nah man, this is not right. As he watched his children collecting his grandmother's ribs and pelvis bones like shells off the beach, Mosby broke into tears. I said, something has to be done. But getting something done was a daunting task. The Torres Strait's 274 islands and their indigenous people have long been overlooked by the Australian government. Despite the fascinating culture, a fusion of ancient and modern with houses painted in the garish hues of local rugby league teams and deceased ancestors revered like living kin, it's an area that many Australians would struggle to find on a map. The nearest state capital, Brisbane, is more than a thousand miles away, a three-day journey by bus and ferry with no direct flights. Local politicians had been asking authorities for money for seawalls and other infrastructure for years, but the government's best offer was to move the whole community to the mainland, which would have meant leaving their way of life behind. But Mosby was lucky. A young lawyer knew Masig Island well and was familiar with the plight of its people. Two years after Mosby's macabre find, she represented a small group of islanders in a groundbreaking legal case that could change the way countries are held to account on climate change and help people on low-lying islands save their way of life. In 2009, law graduate Sophie Marianok took a junior job in the Australian government department that manages indigenous land rights in the Torres Strait. She quickly fell in love with the culture and the people, but she also noticed how the islands were changing. 
New houses were being built on stilts to counteract annual flooding. Old trees were dying as the roots were eaten away by the sea. Sometimes whole sections of islands just disappeared. Fishing seasons were disrupted, crops struggled with violent weather, and life for the Torres Strait Islanders got harder every year as the climate became more hostile. The whole culture is based on seasons, because they know that when the stars are at a certain place in the sky at a certain time of year, that's when those fish are jumping or that's when that tree is fruiting, Marjanak says. The change in the seasons that climate change creates turns everything on its head. By the time the storm hit the islands in 2017, Marjanak was working for Client Earth, a London-based team of lawyers who challenge companies and governments on their environmental record. Visiting Client Earth's London office on an unseasonably warm autumn afternoon feels a little like a trip to Silicon Valley. It's based in a converted industrial space with a huge kitchen, breakout spaces, and plenty of exposed brickwork. But Client Earth is actually a charity founded in 2006 by U.S.-born lawyer James Thornton, who made his name in the 1980s battling with the Reagan administration to get the Clean Water Act enforced. Thornton founded Client Earth to act as the special forces of the environmental movement, with the driving philosophy that the Earth was his most important client. Initially, Thornton thought lobbying would be Client Earth's most powerful tool, talking to scientists and policymakers and influencing the development of new laws. But it soon found itself using legal action to make sure existing laws were being enforced properly, too. In 2008, Client Earth forced the UK government to fulfill its legal duty to conduct environmental assessments of two proposed coal-fired power plants in Kingsnorth in Kent. It followed that by challenging the French government to enforce its existing European Union ban on drift net fishing, which has been outlawed since 2015 as the nets can trap sharks, dolphins, whales, and even seabirds. By 2010, Client Earth's lawyers had realized they could also protect the planet not just by influencing new laws and enforcing old ones, but also by setting precedents that used existing laws in new, far-reaching ways. In Poland, from a new office in Warsaw, it challenged the construction of new coal power stations and sued the Belhautov power plant, Europe's biggest coal-fired power station which had emitted a billion metric tons of CO2 into the atmosphere over its lifetime. Even though Belhatov was technically operating within environmental regulations, Client Earth argued that under Polish law, the company owners were obliged to take care of public interest and public health. The judge agreed, set a legal precedent, and the plant closed down. Today, Client Earth has 300 staff and additional offices in Brussels, Berlin, Madrid, Los Angeles, and Beijing. It has continued to co-opt existing laws for new purposes, in April 2020, for instance, it successfully pressured Barclays Bank into announcing a net-zero target by suggesting its fossil fuel investments were placing the company directors in breach of their fiduciary duty. Under the UK Companies Act 2008, fiduciary duty includes acting in the best interests of the company. Client Earth flipped that around, arguing that Barclays' fossil fuel investments were damaging the company's long-term survival and were therefore a breach of the directors' duties. In March 2022, Client Earth took that strategy further by taking legal action against Shell's board of directors on behalf of the company itself, seeking to hold 13 of them personally responsible for Shell's failure to pursue carbon neutrality. It's waiting for a response. We are acting in love, not anger, to stop the company being driven off the cliff by these directors, explains Laura Clark, Client Earth's new CEO, who took over day-to-day -day running of the charity in September 2022 as Thornton became its president. 
and we are going for the board of directors' sense of personal responsibility. That is a powerful point of leverage. Client Earth's interpretation of fiduciary duty has never been applied before, says Maryanak, but she is confident that will change. Fiduciary duty is about prudent risk management. Human rights are about the inherent dignity of the individual. The crises of the modern world are the climate crisis and the biodiversity crisis. It's only natural that the law will step up and adapt. In the case of the Torres Strait Islanders, Marianak and Client Earth turn to Article 27 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which protects an individual's rights to participate in and enjoy their culture. Article 27 was originally designed to protect minority groups against genocide and colonial mismanagement in the wake of the Second World War, but Client Earth sought to adapt and extend its protections. In September 2019, Marianak presented a petition to the UN Human Rights Committee, a body of 18 legal experts that oversees compliance with the treaty and acts as a de facto court. It has no enforcement powers, but states generally comply with its rulings. Client Earth argued that the Australian government's failure to protect the fragile ecosystems of the Torres Strait violated the islanders' Article 27 rights to their culture and their Article 17 rights to be free from interference in privacy, family, and home. We all have a right to family, home, and culture under international law, Marianok says. When I was there, even the children said, if we had to leave the island, we couldn't leave our loved ones. We couldn't leave the grandparents and the great-grandparents behind. The Australian government fought back. In August 2020, it asked the committee to dismiss the case, denying that climate change was impacting the human rights of the islanders, and that because Australia is not the main or only contributor to global warming, the effects of climate change on its citizens are not its legal responsibility under human rights law. Later that year, the UN's legal experts agreed with the islanders, but the Australian government doubled down, arguing that it was already doing enough to fight climate change and that future impacts were too uncertain to require action. As it waited for the final UN decision, Client Earth continued to put pressure on governments and organizations around the world. In July 2022, as the UK sweated through record temperatures, the High Court ruled in its favor, finding that the government's net-zero strategy breaches the Climate Change Act and needs to be strengthened. The charity launched cases in Poland from farmers, business owners, and parents suing the government for failing to reduce greenhouse gases. There's legal action looming in France over corporate plastic pollution by nine of the country's largest food companies. Clark and her team are helping the EU strengthen anti-deforestation legislation and advising the Chinese Supreme Court on how to green up the Belt and Road Initiative. We really know we're winning when we're at the point where all we need to say is, don't make me write another letter, she says. Finally, in September 2022, three years after the initial complaint, the United Nations Human Rights Committee agreed with Client Earth's new interpretation of human rights in the face of climate change. Australia had violated the right to culture and the right to be free from interference with privacy, family, and home. The committee asked the Australian government to compensate the islanders for the harm they had suffered, to engage in meaningful consultations to assess their needs, and take measures to secure their community's safe existence. Securing the money will take time, Marianok says, but the ruling means other low-lying areas finally have a legal recourse in their battle to survive. The committee specifically rejected Australia's claim that individual countries can't be held responsible for the effects of climate change and agreed that international environmental obligations are a human rights issue. It was early evening in the Torres Strait when the news reached Yessi Mosby. I shed tears of joy, and I know that my ancestors were rejoicing, he says. I know that it's not the end, but I know that a lot of doors have been opened. 
I was so happy that I wouldn't be a refugee. Nobody on earth should be asking their children to put their grandmother's remains in a bucket. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.